What's up, guys? Calling all my fellow impact-driven women, all my soulful entrepreneurs, and all my new age leaders. You're here to create aligned business strategy, live your life by design, and create fulfilling success in your area of passion. Who's going to help you do that? I'm going to help you do that. I'm Dana Lisa, your pineapple queen, empowering women to stand tall, wear their crown, be firm but sweet, and have a heart of gold as your success coach and marketing maestro. Hashtag be the pineapple bays. Let's get started on Juicy Business Radio. Yo, 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 my happy humans. I'm so excited to have you here for this episode of Juicy Business Radio. It's my first episode that I'm recording from my new home. If you follow me on Facebook or Instagram, you would have seen that I have moved into my new dream villa here in Bali with my partner, Luke. We're very excited We looked at a lot of places. (laughs) I think I went through about 60 listings online and we went to see probably about 10. And yeah, there was only two of them that we really loved that we could see ourselves in. And one of them was like a really great test for us of really sticking to our boundaries and holding to the truth of our manifestation And we ended up in the one that we are unbelievably in love with. It's perfect. It's very quiet, peaceful, an amazing garden, this long saltwater pool that we can do laps in, bathtubs in all four of the bathrooms. It's a huge space. We have about six bedrooms. And yeah, it's just super magical. I, yeah two kitchens, a stoves in both the kitchens and with ovens, which like in Bali is unheard of. (laughs) And so last night I baked cookies for the first time since being in Bali. So for the past two years in a proper oven and yeah, it's just super magical. So today I was actually doing some manifestation work about my next level and really looking at where I'm expanding, what the next expansion is, you know, um, I do work inside of To Be Magnetic. I'm a pathway member with Lacey Phillips, which her work is like unbelievable. It's so amazing. I highly recommend checking it out. Definitely joining the pathway. The value for the monthly membership is unbelievable and it's, yeah, it's life-changing. So I was doing some work this morning around my next level of manifestation and I was actually looking at the top kind of three manifestations that came in really easily and effortlessly for me. So in order to really delve into my process and kind of look at my timeline in terms of, you know, vision to manifestation for myself and my own personal experience, I started to look at some of the most kind of synchronistic, magical manifestations that have come in. They've come in really quickly. And 
they were, you know, felt effortless and to really break into what that manifestation process was for me, what it looked like, felt like, so that I can kind of use certain aspects of it as indicators of what my own personal replicable manifestation process is, which is something that I'm all about helping people discover because everybody has their own intuitive GPS. Everybody has their own vision for what success is. Everybody has their own goals, plans, manifestations that they're looking to invite in, and we're all uniquely designed. So the way that we manifest, the way our intuition feels, the way that we take inspired action, it's all going to look a little bit different based on our own design. And this is why I teach human design is because it gives us insight into what those unique nuances are for us as an individual So we can then start to unearth where we have seen those nuances play out in our actual reality, and we can start to create our own replicable models and processes for success that actually work for us. They're not based on other people's programming or other people's paradigms of their realities. They're actually based and rooted in our authentic expression and the way that we are uniquely designed. That's really important to me. (laughs) And so, of course, that's part of the work that I do for myself personally, because I'm embodied in what I teach. And that is what I was doing today. So one of the manifestations that immediately came in that had never really ran through my mind as a beautiful, synchronistic and easy manifestation before and kind of threw me back. It was like a little blast to the past (laughs) was, that's not even right. Blast from the past. Come on, at least get it right, Dana. you're going to use these like cheesy sayings. (laughs) Oh gosh. Anyways, this blast from the past (laughs) came to me. That was my first coaching client. I had my first coaching client come to me in a really beautiful way that I hadn't really broken down previous to today. When I was writing it in my journal, I thought, oh my gosh, I need to share this. So I plugged in my microphone And here I am at 2.22 p.m. I just looked at the clock. Gorgeous. So when I decided to start an online business, it wasn't really out of so much a knowing and a desire of like, this is definitely what I want, as much as out of necessity for my health and well-being. So if you've been following me a while, you've probably heard parts of my origin story. However... I'll just give a little recap of what's relevant here, and that is that I was working as a chef in the Cayman Islands, and I was very unhappy. I had stress rashes all over my body. I was significantly um, heavier in weight than I normally am. I had put on about 20 pounds of just like excess weight that wasn't coming off no matter what, how much I changed my diet or exercised. Because I was really stressed. I was having panic attacks in the washroom at work very regularly. And I was with my now ex-partner, who I was together with for seven years. So we knew each other really well. And I remember sitting down with him one day and just saying, you know, I'm so unhappy. Something is really wrong. This is not normal. There's, I need to see someone. I need to do something. And at this point in my journey... I had gone to see quite a few therapists. I was raped when I was 17 and I 
kind of suppressed that for a couple of years, only told one person who I ended up being in a very codependent, toxic relationship with as he was there to really pick up the pieces and became my everything. And I became very codependent on him. And then I was going to university for psychology and business development. And my rapist started coming to school on campus and I started seeing him and I started to just have full blown breakdowns. I didn't want to go to school. Obviously I was very like the trauma was very real and I was in just like basically laying in bed and not wanting to leave my room for days on end. And yeah, it was not a good, not good, (laughs) obviously. So I had seen the school counselor there. Thankfully they had, um, it was a great school, University of British Columbia, and they had um, counseling on site and I was capable to go see a, a therapist there. And after that, I continued to go to therapy pretty regularly. So I had already seen quite a few people at this point in time. And this, even after all that I have mentioned, this was probably the worst that I had felt at this point. I had run away from all of my problems so much, telling myself that everything was going to get better, everything was going to be okay, as soon as I wasn't living in Kelowna anymore, and so I moved to the Cayman Islands, as soon as I found a good relationship and partner, and then I found my ex-husband, who was an amazing, is an amazing human, and, you know, was a total grounded rock, and just was there to nurture me, to have a healthy relationship, so... I told myself I would be better after that. And then I told myself I'd be better once I was out of the job that I was in. I was working at Costco for six years and I said, oh, you know, it's just the stress of the job. You know, I told myself I would be happier when I was fitter and thinner. And so I started weightlifting and then I did a fitness competition. I always had this thing in my mind, as many of us do, that we tell ourselves once I have that thing, once I'm fitter, wealthier, in a good relationship, living in a better place, in a better job, I will be happier. And we attach our happiness, our potential happiness, or our experience of happiness to once I achieve this thing in the future. And then we focus all of our energy on achieving this thing. And what often happens, and what certainly happened to me, is we achieve this thing and then we realize it doesn't actually bring us happiness, it doesn't actually bring us fulfillment, and then we end up hitting this rock bottom that creates a shift of some kind. And if we're not really doing the inner work to raise our awareness of this pattern, we often attach ourselves to something else and we continue the cycle. So I had been continuing that cycle for a really long time throughout my life and it landed me in this place, in the Cayman Islands, in a marriage, working this job, you know, overweight, stressed, having anxiety attacks. And I had been running away, telling myself that once I achieved that next thing, I would be happy for far too long. And I told my partner, you know, I need to go see someone. I'm super unhappy. And he was very supportive and and found we found someone in the Cayman Islands. And I was really nervous because there was only a few therapists on the island. If you don't know where the Cayman Islands is, it's super tiny. (laughs) It's like below Cuba in the Caribbean. Beautiful, but super small. You can drive from one end of the island to the other end of the island in 45 minutes. And 
I was really scared that the person who I was going to go see wasn't going to be capable of quote unquote fixing me because that's what I was looking for. I was looking to be fixed because I felt like I was broken (laughs) at that point in time. However, I went to see this therapist and she was the most amazing therapist that I have ever seen in my life. (laughs) Honestly, I am so grateful that she circumstances, of course, cosmically led up to me being in that room with her. And I was diagnosed with anxiety and depression and put on medication. And I remember thinking, this can't be it. This is definitely not it. So (laughs) that was supposed to be long story short, but (laughs) that's okay. So you know, I remember thinking this can't be it. This was my rock bottom moment. So when I tell my story, like this was it, everybody kind of has their catalyst moment. That is the thing that sparks them to finally make a radical change in their life. Like anyone who is an entrepreneur, who started a business, who has a success story of some kind, the common denominator and theme is that you will find they all had their catalyst moment. So, you know, I have a a good friend who is also an entrepreneur. Hers was that her daughter was diagnosed with scoliosis and they had to pay the medical bills. For another friend of mine, it was leaving a toxic relationship that ended in abuse. For me, it was getting diagnosed with anxiety and depression. For a lot of people, it can be, you know, the death of someone they love or a promotion that they've worked their whole life for that doesn't ultimately bring them fulfillment. Whatever it is, there's got to be something where we hit this tolerance level and we say, this can't be it. I I have to discover something more than this. Because in order to leave our comfort zone of our conditioning and our comfort zone of complacency, we have to be jolted awake to the fact that there is something more beyond it that is willing getting uncomfortable for. And that jolt is hitting this point of, I can't tolerate the life I'm living anymore. So I had my catalyst moment and I quit my job and I started discovering the world of online business, not because I was like, yeah, I know I want to be an online entrepreneur, but because I was like, I can't work this job that I'm working anymore. And there's really not a lot of options here for me because of my circumstances. So I'm going to try to just, you know, make a little bit of money online is kind of what my thought was. So I started exploring things like SEO, which is search engine optimization for anyone that doesn't know that term. I started exploring it because I've, I've always been a good writer. I was kind of looking to take my natural ability and turn it into something monetizable in the online space. And search engine optimization was a lot to do with writing blogs and creating content that got more traffic to people's websites. And I thought, oh, well, I could do this. I can write blogs. And if I learn the strategy behind writing strategic writing, then I can be of service to other people. So I started exploring the world of SEO And I remember I applied for this job, this this search engine optimization, like consultant and blog writer for this agency. And it was such a big deal to me at the time. I remember going through the application process and it was it was only $50 a 
an article. I think it was like a thousand word article was 50 USD. And for me, it was such a big deal. I was like, this is my, you know, my make or break moment. And I was really, really scared. It was huge. And going through the application, I felt like everything was riding on it. (laughs) It was just this really intense experience for me. Ended up landing the job. I was writing my own fitness and macronutrient breakdown recipe blog at the time that started to get a lot of traffic. I started to get, you know, over a thousand hits um, in a month within the first month. And I was like, wow, that's really great. And then I kept going and I was writing for this agency and fate had it that I did makeup for a friend for a fashion show, for a local fashion show for a company called 69 Slam, which is actually out here in Asia, it's a bathing suit company, and I had a friend who was working for a couple who had opened one in the Cayman Islands. She asked me, can you please come do the makeup for this fashion show? Because I've always been really good at makeup and they were looking for somebody to come and do it. And I was like, okay, yeah. So I got paid like a hundred bucks or something to go do these girls makeup, which for me was like, woo, I'm getting paid to do makeup. And I was so excited. And while I was there, I met the couple who owned the company, 69 Slim, that franchise. And I started talking to them. They were like, well, do you normally do makeup? Is that what you usually do? And I said, no, actually, I'm doing online SEO. And they said, oh, well, you know, I um, would love for you to come in and pitch us because we're looking for somebody to do this for our small business consulting firm. In addition to having this bathing suit store, we also own a small business consulting agency that helps local small businesses here. And it's all referral based right now. We would love for you to come and talk to us about monetizing our online presence. And I was like, okay, oh my gosh. (laughs) So I went home, told my partner, was so excited. I remember I spent I think three or four days, just like 10 hours a day writing this pitch and practicing it. I sat down my partner and my friend and I was like, will you guys listen to my presentation? And they were like, we have no idea what you're talking about, but it sounds great. You're doing so well. And I went and pitched them and they, it was supposed to be this one-off job where I was going to come in, do the project and then leave. But they loved me so much. They ended up asking me to come work for them full time. And it was like a dream job. It was like, come when you want. You don't have to show up. There's no set time. Just like get your work done. You're the own manager of your own project. Like here's our objectives and our goals. It was literally a dream job. It was so friggin' amazing. And I became really good friends with the owners of the small business consulting firm. And I remember just having this moment after I think about a month of being there And I realize now in manifestation, like this would have been a test, right? I started the journey of entrepreneurship and then I was offered this really amazing job and I took it even though it wasn't entrepreneurship anymore, even though that's kind of the intention that I'd set was that I wanted to at this point build a business because I had discovered the world of SEO and online and recognized how feasible it was to create a thriving business. I was following this really cool chick named Jordan Roper at the time who helps creatives do SEO and monetize their writing. And I think she's still around. You should check her out. Jordan Roper, super cool. She had kind of shown me, she was my expander. She had shown me what's possible because she was getting paid like five or $600 per blog post. And she had built this 
company teaching people how to do SEO and teaching other people how to write optimized blogs. And she swore on the internet. And I was like, you can be, you know, quote unquote, unprofessional on the internet and still make a shit ton of money. And I was like, this is so cool. So she was a huge expander for me. But I had had this test come of getting offered this job that was, you know, a dream job, but it was still working for someone else. And I had taken it. I didn't really like pass the test, but I did because I came back later. (laughs) And I remember saying to Trina, my really good friend, I said, who was the owner of the SEO or the uh, small business consulting firm. I remember saying, you know, I'm, I'm just been a little bit unhappy. And she's like, I've totally felt that from you. I just feel like you're kind of detached. What's going on? And I told her the truth. I just fully admitted, you know, I feel like I have more potential here. I feel like I kind of started this business and then I stopped and stepped away from it. And I feel like I'm supposed to be doing something more. And she was like, well, what's more? What does that mean? And I said, you know, I'm meant to be helping women in some way. I'm supposed to be in women's empowerment. I'm supposed to be helping people who struggle with mental health because of my own journey. There's something more here. And she was just like, me too. And I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, me too. Like, I'm totally on board. I want to be doing something like that. What's your idea? And I was like, well, I'm thinking of doing like retreats or something. And she was like, yes, I've always wanted to run retreats here. Cayman Islands is a perfect place to do it. Let's do it together. And I was like, oh my God, like, yes, <laughs> of course. So her and I started a company called Soulscape Summits together. And we started running retreats in the Cayman Islands. And we hosted our pilot summit right before both of us went through some major life shifts. So we ended up putting those on pause. However, I had been through this journey of stepping into my potential and really claiming what it was that I wanted to do and what was fulfilling for me and what I felt the most called and compelled to do in this world. And that was a huge step for me. So at this point, I had started my online business of consulting. I decided to get into the world of consulting and teach people about SEO. I'd really been given the confidence that I'm really friggin' good at this because this agency hired me on full time. I can definitely turn this into more than just like a freelance empire. I can turn this into like an agency, a consulting agency. And I remember the most beautiful thing happened. (laughs) This woman named Jennifer Armstrong, her brand is the Unfiltered Intentional Mom, and she is amazing. You should definitely check her out. She came to me and interviewed me basically to be her coach. I didn't know about the world of coaching at this time. I just knew that I wanted to build this agency. My brand had nothing to do with me. I didn't have a personal brand. It was all like pineapples and wearing sunglasses and like the face of like a professional looking agency basically. And I had these like three packages, the first one starting at $1,000 for a month to work with me. And I remember she was like basically really looking to make sure that I could deliver on what it was that I said I could give her and she was looking for a coach but I didn't know about the world of coaching I was like yeah I'll be your consultant for a month to basically help you create a content strategy and monetize your online presence 
And our call was fire. There was clearly magnetism there. We were we both felt really, really good on the call. We were excited about the prospect of working together. She hired me for a month. And in that month, we, you know, strategically, we took her brand, completely shut it down, completely redesigned her brand, relaunched her brand, relaunched a website, created a content strategy, created all new offers, and she launched after 30 days. And in the first week, she landed two high ticket clients. And in addition to that, during that month, I mean, every call we had, she was coming very emotional and we were working through a lot of personal stuff to the point where at the end of the month, she said to me, you know, you do so much more than consulting and this like SEO stuff and agency work and branding and content strategy. You are a coach and you need to explore the world of coaching and you need to like brand yourself and you need to go bigger here because you are amazing at what you do. And that was really the first time I'd ever received that kind of feedback that I can remember where someone had given me so much credit for something that felt so easeful and natural to me. My whole life, I had just tried so hard to be good at everything. And then when I received praise, it was like, well, thank goodness, because I worked so friggin' hard to be good at this thing. Whereas coaching her was so easy and effortless and it just came naturally to me. It felt like something that I was born to do. And then receiving this feedback of like, you changed my life by being you, that altered the course of my life. Because as a projector, I'm, you know, everybody loves credit. Everybody, of course, wants to be seen for what it is that they're naturally gifted at. I myself realize now that as a projector in human design, I require that recognition because that recognition is my invitation. And a lot of us, we miss that. We miss out on that recognition that the praise itself and someone witnessing you is your invitation to do more and to continue in that direction and to work with someone or whatever it is. So I ended up working with Jen for another year. We became very good friends. She's coming to my retreat in Bali next year in May, which you are hearing about here first. (laughs) I haven't announced officially that experience uh, as it's still coming to fruition. I've only talked to a few close friends about it. However, if you are looking to do some intentional travel in the year 2021, as travel starts to become available to us again and we're capable of doing things like in-person experiences, Luke and I will be hosting a retreat here in, in Bali. So if you are interested in that, you can send me a DM on Instagram or Facebook and we can stay in touch and I can give you the details and you can get access to early bird pricing. So I discovered the world of coaching like, woo, (laughs) so exciting. I discovered this world of coaching and my business then evolved into the iteration that it is today, which is, you know, this beautiful, organically growing company that has scaled to six figures. And I gives me this lifestyle of living a nomad life where I can travel and I can, you know, do my business anywhere that I have internet and gives me a lot of freedom, time freedom, location freedom. I can really create whatever it is that I want. I get to be 100% my fully authentic expressed self in the work that it is that I do. Ultimate freedom. 
And I was thinking about my manifestations today and the manifestation of Jen came up, my first coaching client, and how I simply knew what I've written down here is that I knew I wanted to help people and be fulfilled and I'd been exploring online entrepreneurship. So I'd been expanding into the possibility of what's out there, looking to people and situations as these possibility portals of what was available to me simply because it existed in this paradigm and was available to others and therefore was available to me. And I'd been learning about people's origin stories to see that it was possible for me and overcome my excuses. So I was really looking to relate to people who had done something amazing in terms of their business and creating a fulfilling life and also came from a background of mental health and you know maybe not having like a bunch of degrees or certificates more designing and building their life and their business on their own terms and really looking at their origin story so that I could remove any of my own excuses about why it wasn't for me because I really wanted to not only have this these expanders and see what was possible for them but I also wanted to believe obviously, that it was available to me. I had to unblock any unconscious limiting beliefs that were holding me back from knowing that I could also have this for myself. And what happened then is I was tested, right? I was tested by God and the universe to see, is this what you really want? And I ended up in this job. I ended up at the job at the consulting agency. However, I stepped back into my power. I didn't fall back into a complacency pattern as I had done previously in my life. I didn't hit that rock bottom catalyst moment or a rut of a kind. Instead, what I did was I shifted. I shifted back into my magnetism. I stood in my power. I became embodied in my truth. I expressed my truth to my boss and my friend Trina. And we ended up starting these these retreats together. And even though these retreats didn't work out, right, I came through with another test, even though these retreats didn't work out the way that I had intended them to, the way that we had intended them to, I still kept going. I still said, no, I know this is for sure still what I meant to do. Might not be in this specific way, but if not this, then something better. And I learned that lesson for the first time. If not this, then something better. I read a quote from Rebecca Ives Rubin this morning on my Facebook, and she said, you know, God never drops the ball. If you're not getting your manifestation, it's because something better is waiting for you. And this is true. God doesn't drop the ball. <laughs> it's it's this or something better. And so I kept going, even though the retreats fell through, I kept going and I ended up landing this coaching client, which then opened me up to a whole new world of possibilities that I was able to expand into. And it was super synchronistic and one of the most effortless and amazing manifestations that I have ever created. So that's my story of how I manifested my first client and the kind of cycle of the manifestation process that it is that played out exactly for me in order to create that manifestation and in order to be an energetic match for that exact thing, that first client and the ability to then create my coaching business. All right, my peeps, go ahead and click that link in the show notes. And if you are enjoying this podcast, please, please, please go ahead and rate it on iTunes. And 
and leave a review for me. I read all of my reviews and that would just be so lovely for me to connect with you and hear some feedback on how you are enjoying Juicy Business Radio. All right, guys, have an amazing rest of your week and I'll talk to you again so soon.